Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Belle. I'm Janet. And I'm Helen. It is officially cuffing season, that time of year when coupling up seems extra nice. Whether you're into ski or snowboarding trips, ice skating and hot chocolate outings, or snuggling up on the couch watching a rom-com Christmas movie for the 50th time, you can't deny that this time of year makes having an SO extra nice and tempting. And with all the holiday potlucks, parties, gatherings, and dinners, many of us may find ourselves in positions of introducing our boo thanks to friends and family for the first time, as well as meeting their friends and families for the first time. So today's episode will be a discussion around this topic. When is the right time to introduce or be introduced to a significant other's friends and family? What are some tips we have from personal experience? Any horror stories from our dating experiences? Listen in to find out. All right, ladies, let's start with the basic question. When is it appropriate to start introducing an SO or significant other to your friends? My answer to this question is not so straightforward. I think that it is whenever you and your significant other are both comfortable with it. So whether that's the first date or three months in, as long as the friend group or whoever you're meeting up with is open to having them there. Um, I think I... I think there's some flexibility that should be offered on this because some people use friend interactions as a way to gauge and evaluate a partner or, you know, a first date. But if you are someone who's easily swayed by other people's opinions, like your friend's opinions, then maybe it makes sense to hold off um, until you form your own opinion. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I I could see either way going. Mm, I would agree with that. If I were to bring in a personal experience... I have to think far back for this one. Uh, <laughs> Philip, my husband, and I have been dating. I guess, are we still dating? We're not dating anymore. Because <laughs> we kind of are, right? Like real life dating. I don't know. Anyway, we started dating back in 2013, which is almost 10 years ago now, which is crazy wow. to think about. It's been a while. Um, and I think he introduced me to his friends, or at least bringing me around, maybe even before we were boyfriend and girlfriend. No, I think we were for sure not yet boyfriend and girlfriend because I remember meeting Mel for the first time when we were not boyfriend and girlfriend um and we the first time we met was all the way back in 2008 so Mm. the so the first time we rekindled things again was meeting up in LA when I had moved here and our mutual friend whom some of you might know out there David Choi he was there (laughs) the first time we rekindled again and we stayed up until like 3 a.m we went to seventh and grand which is a bar in downtown la and then we hung out and talked at phillips afterwards and then the next day he had asked me out on our official first date just us two 
Um, and then that night asked me out again to like a fancy French cuisine. But Philip had known some of my friends from ho- from home, uh, Sandra, and he obviously knew our friend Dan since they worked together. And Dan was part of my early LA friend group. So we were all kind of already commingled through mm. mutual friends already. And we started bringing each other around probably way earlier than most people would have just because we had mutual friends. And also, I feel like because we really enjoyed each other's company. Like, I remember that feeling of, oh, where are you tonight? It's a Saturday. Like, oh, let's definitely meet Mm. up or try and get our groups to go to the same place so we can just happen to see each other there, you know? Um, But I think, like Janet says, it depends on your situationship. I would say definitely trust your gut to see what feels right and for me personally, a minimum of two to three dates together, even though with Philip, I think it was mm. like just one date together. I guess the daytime and nighttime, two dates. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I would say two to three dates minimum before it's time to introduce your friends. I've met people on their first date with someone who just brought them out to an industry event and that was the first date they've ever been on. I've met people when it was like, oh, their boyfriend, girlfriend. So I think it honestly depends on, on each person situation Mm. it depends on each situation and and the both of you helen you brought back really good memories i feel like um i kind of forgot like when you're like earlier and like i would say maybe in your early mid-20s like or like back in the day when we like used to go out on the weekends like that was the way to interact with each other because i think sometimes like when you have mutual friends or like friend groups that really get along with each other but you're interested in the other guy and the other friend group that was your excuse to spend more time together to see if he's you know compatible with you so Mm -hmm. it really does Mm -hmm. depend um i agree with both your answers i kind of feel like um okay i will say my answer would be very different years ago Mm -hmm. because i think i was more strict i'm like you have to be this person blah 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 before i introduce you to my friends uh because i really wanted to make sure that we were exclusive and something i see potential in before I, i introduce them to my friends However, I feel like the timeline is really contingent on, like, a couple things. Like, what if you're long distance, you know? Uh, maybe you're both very committed to each other and want to move things along. So if I had to give a timeline, I will actually say one to two months before introducing with someone because typically that's around the time you do get, like, a couple of dates in to kind of, like, know and vet out if this person is right for you. This is probably in the situation where maybe you're not – like, it's a complete stranger and you're trying to, like – you're meeting someone new for the first time, not, like, mutual friend groups um because i don't know about you both but like i definitely been in situations before where like i have that one friend that always brings someone new to every holiday party every year or something you're talking about (laughs) yeah that person and there's other multiple people that i know that do this Mm. and i always think about like the receiving end of meeting your friends plus one you're like like damn like i have to make an effort like a new effort every single time Mm. and you're just like it gets exhausting uh, and I think sometimes when this happens all the time, as a friend, you're thinking like, you're out, you're questioning, dude, what are you vetting to, for these requirements to bring this person <laughs> in? Like, do your, your vetting system, like, there's not much weight there, huh? Because it just, it is draining because I feel like for us, like, we're very, like, a con- we're very welcoming, I would say, as a crew. But when someone new comes in all the time, you're like, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but I also you think know? it depends on that person, right? Because they could just be like, oh, I'm just introducing a new friend in case you know, this mm-hmm. is the this. I think they vet them to an extent that they're like decent people to introduce right. them to their friends. It's not like this is my my person, my long term person. It's more like right. this is a decent person that might add value to the group. Yeah, sure. I would agree <laughs> with that. But yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I think those are all really great points. Um, 
about when to introduce a significant other to your friends. But what about your family? When is it appropriate to bring a significant other home to meet your parents and your siblings? This, I think, is more dependent on the long-term outlook of your situationship. I think it also depends on circumstances. Like meeting family is sometimes difficult because you don't live at home anymore and maybe your family's only in town for a short period of time or you're going home to visit for a short period of time and your undefined boothing happens to be there at the same time as well. Um, I think in these circumstances, I always just go with my gut feeling. Again, that's Mm -hmm. how I answered the first one as well. But I don't base it on any set rules. I base it on my gut. Do I see a long-term future with this person, even if they're not, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend yet? And if so, a casual meeting with the parents, I think, is okay. Like, you could say, this is my pang you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my pang you This is my friend. And you can let them fill in the blanks. That's that's honestly how I feel. Like, with Philip, <laughs> that was his pang yo. <laughs> I, is that I how met, he introduced you? I think so. I met his parents when we were not boyfriend girlfriend we were actually not even dating we were like broken up for a short period of time but philip wong fu productions had a big event for their movie everything before us it was part of the la asian pacific film festival and he invited me to go it was like down the street from me it was in little tokyo so it wasn't odd that i was gonna show up to this event because all of our friends were also gonna be there Mm. But I decided to wear what I thought was a cute or hot dress. It was this black with lace on top. and But then it had like this ballerina tulle on the bottom. So I don't even think it was that cute of a dress, honestly. But I tried to look good because, you know, when you're not together, you're going to try and show them what they're missing Impressed. out on, right? Yeah, yeah. So I go there and I end up meeting his parents, which I did not expect. I think this dress is like kind of short, too. Um, and they were probably like, who does girl think she is with that dress on? But uh, but yeah, he said, this is my friend, my pang yo. <laughs> Wait, I, did, I didn't know this happened. Yeah, well, I didn't know. I thought you were there. I think you guys were together. No, I didn't. We I couldn't go. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I went there with a, a little black dress on. Um, it was. It definitely wasn't like a wholesome. Hello, parents. I'm going to be your daughter-in-law one day dress. <laughs> but it was a casual meeting, you know. And he just introduced me to them, and um, and that was it. I think they were just like, oh, okay, nice to meet you. So very, very casual. But we weren't even together then. I, I think you know what it is. Again, that goes back to what I was saying the gut feeling because we Mm. knew that I think deep down we knew we wanted to be together in the long term and it was so rare for his parents to come down and for us to be in a situation where it's not like let's Mm. sit down and have a full-on dinner Mm. and talk to each other it's like okay you're here they're here just just meet you know to get to know each other Peng yo, yeah. Peng <laughs> yo. Actually, you know, so just this funny thing. So when I got introduced to Helen by Phil, I was his intern, and he goes, oh, this is Helen. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get no descriptor of what, who she was. That's why I looked at Phil, Taylor. I was like, who? <laughs> and? What? <laughs> I was like, I was like, he does. Oh, okay. Um, I think that is a good uh, way to introduce someone if you don't have a title. It's just yeah, like, yeah. This just is, their name. This is Helen. This is smell. You figure it so out. My... <laughs> um, I actually didn't, didn't, never pinned you as a gut feeling type of girl for introducing to family, mm. to be honest. I don't know why. Mm. Um, uh, okay, so for me, I said this one depends on your situation and your family preference. I think sometimes, mm. like, your family preference may be different in terms of how they want to meet. Like, like for me, I want to be official with someone before mm. bringing someone home because um, for my family – 
let's just say word spreads very fast. Mm, that's we, a good point. Yeah. They like to gossip. And so I'm just like, I'm not going to give you something to talk about unless I know this is for real. Because I don't want to get messages like, oh, I heard you have a boyfriend. I'm just like, what the hell? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I just know, like, how my family operates. So I'm like, all right. So, again, everyone knows my timeline. I like to be official on six months. So that's usually around the time I would consider bringing someone home mm. for me. Yeah. Jay, you might be very different. <laughs> I mean, I I like both of your perspectives. And I would agree, like, it's kind of, like, circumstantial, right? Um, for me personally, I think like I've not introduced my parents to a lot of people I dated and I think it's my kind of like filter is, do I see this as someone who's going to be in my life for a long time? And then if that's the case, then I would introduce them. And usually that'll be the case if we already have some sort of like title or terms, like we are definitely seeing each other exclusively. Then it's like, okay, then it makes sense to kind of like introduce, um, so yeah, and I think similar to Mel because I know because I don't bring home someone that often, most likely if I do, like if my my dad's probably going to tell my aunt or my sister will tell mm-hmm. all my cousins and so <laughs> it'll probably get around. Okay, so we're pretty aligned there. What determines a good versus a bad mm. meeting when meeting your significant other's friends? Ooh, okay. I definitely have an opinion on this. All right, the good things I will list out. This SO knows how to read the room. It's so important. Mm. For example, they know how to make an effort in a group setting and to build connections one-on-one. Like, for example, I know a lot of us, when we were hanging out in, like, Helen Phil's backyard, we're always talking collectively as a group. Can they contribute into good group conversations? But also, if there's a larger party, can they build build out that one-on-one connection with Mm. someone? Also, if you're going out, like, for example, I think... Like, if we're going to a bar or something, I feel like it's always appreciated when they offer to pay for a round or, like, maybe pitch in, like, hey, let me grab your drink. Like, or I think it's really just really nice. Um, or another thing I pay attention to that also I try to do is, like, for example, if, again, if we're at Helen Phil's backyard or we're at a group setting or family gathering, are they making, are they offering to help clean up or set up? You know, I always appreciate when SO can also stand out on their own at Hangouts and don't rely on me. Um... Like, I, I think all of us, like, don't like babysitting someone, you know? It's just, like, can they hold their own, pretty much. Bad, I will say they do none of the above. Um, <laughs> also, it's really bad if they're just not engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't try to talk to you or talk to your close friends. But they don't try to, t- they don't try to talk to one person or your close friends or feel very unapproachable. Um, I feel like a lot of my friends don't like someone's SO because they always feel like they're just there. And, like, this sounds really fucked up, but, like, Em- just filling up empty space mm. or being empty whatever that term is um or on the flip side they talk about very inappropriate things and you're just mm. like ah, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> and or they hog up the conversation mm. you know like they just don't like just like no social awareness so those are some things i think about i don't know if you two feel differently i'm very curious to hear what you guys look for yeah, uh, I actually thought about this question from the perspective of the of me meeting my significant other's friends. So versus oh. versus I being having friends bring their significant other. Uh, yeah, I mean both are oops. good to analyze, right? But um, so if I was meeting my significant other's uh, good friends, I would determine that meeting have gone well if, as a first priority, that I had a good time. Meaning, um, mm. even if I was like nervous, mostly I felt like anxious. Um, if 
if they made me feel welcome and, you know, um, and I felt like I was respected by them, then then I think it, I would say that it went well. The second thing I would think about is whether it seemed like they liked me. Because I think it's hard sometimes when the friends, like they might be putting up a front, right? So I don't want to, maybe I'm like, oh, it went really well because they seem to like me. But what if they don't? I don't know. But um, I think it's more, yeah, like kind of, I would evaluate more based off of how I felt like from the event. And I would determine a meeting going badly if, um, either I felt disrespected or somehow I accidentally like offended mm. one of their friends or something like that. Um, and to my memory, I don't think I've ever experienced like a horrible interaction or meeting of like friends of, of a significant other. But I know I've definitely kind of like Mel with the way you describe met certain certain friends that kind of feel like they're just kind of there (laughs) and they don't really care to get to know you and others that feel like they really like engage and they're really interested in getting to know you yeah Yeah. I always feel like that's like it's difficult because sometimes you know that they're just so nervous that it's Mm -hmm. hard to get in conversation especially if you're going into a group of friends that already have so much to say to each other yeah that you're kind of just there listening and so I feel like when this is the, when this situation happens, everyone has a role to play. Mm. Not that just this person that's making an effort, but everybody has to make the effort mm-hmm. to make sure that it's right. Obviously, mm. as a person meeting your SO's friends, you got to turn it on a bit and, and put your best foot forward and maybe be a little more social than you're comfortable with. And as the partner, you have to do the job of bringing this person into your conversations and introducing them to everyone. And also maybe mentioning something that both parties have a mutual or shared interest with. Recently, someone was was just trying to like start conversation with me and his person. And he was just like, oh yeah, you both watched Bachelor. And he walked away. I was like, okay. Oh God. <laughs> like maybe don't do that, right? But I mean, it worked, but it's like, that's your job to sort of make sure that you stir up some conversation so that it's not too uncomfortable. And then I think as Mm. the friend that this person is meeting, you have the job of actually talking to this person and getting to know them, knowing that they're really nervous and trying to make them feel welcome. Um, Because I I know I've been in situations where like the friend group might just be really into their own conversation and just picking up things as if this person wasn't there and then I would notice like oh it's really hard to get a word in even like for us Mm. like it'd be hard to get a word in because we're so excited about this topic that it'd be really really hard for someone else who is new in the group to to end up saying anything so Mm. I think everyone has to be putting in mutual effort to make that Mm. first meeting um, a good one even though I think a lot of times it's like oh well how did they do it's like no we all have to make them feel welcome Um, that's true So I think to answer this question, yeah, similar to what you both were saying, everyone has to be on the same page, making them feel welcome. There's a good flow of conversation. It just feels easy and it feels comfortable Mm -hmm. off the bat. And I think then is when we always say like, oh, yeah, it was just so it's just so easy to have them there. Like it didn't Mm -hmm. feel like effort, you know, but at the same time, if if it if they are very quiet at first, I try not to judge just Mm because I know that that initial meeting is probably really difficult for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, maybe not everyone's on the same page with, you know, making sure they feel comfortable. So always, I always give people like two or three tries and I'll be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think it's a good number. Yeah. yeah. Two or three. I will say Helen's really good at picking up on the nerves when we're meeting someone else's SO. She's always like, oh, they could tell that he's a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's happened. 
Yeah. Yeah, a couple times. And then I try to make conversation, but then if they don't talk back to you, then it's like, okay, (laughs) there's only so much I can do, dude. Like, I'm lobbing up some very simple questions here. (laughs) No, Helen's way of asking simple questions is like, what do you love about blah, blah, blah? (laughs) (laughs) And almost her best feature, uh, her best physical feature. (laughs) And we're all just like, oh shit. (laughs) Let's crack open the Trulies right now. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. All right. Well, I really want to hear about some stories and experiences you both have been through uh, meeting SOs, like friends and family. So what was the most nerve wracking experience that you have ever had meeting your SO, meeting a, a, like a general and SO's friends or family? So Janet, what's your most mm. nerve wracking experience? Yeah. Um, I think the most nervous I've been to meet someone's parents um, was... This was in maybe like 2000, I want to say like 11 or 12, um, when I was dating um, uh, a guy in San Francisco who is Indian American. And we had kind of started dating very like casually and slowly. And then things just clicked really well and became more serious. But we never really talked about like long term marriage. And at this point, I was still not ready to like marry anyone. Mm. Um, and he, his family lived in the East Bay, so it's pretty close to San Francisco and he would go back and visit them. And then one weekend he was like, Hey, um, do you want to come back with me to meet my parents? And I was kind of like, okay, you know, but I was like, that feels like kind of like serious. And I think he kind of passed off casually. And then as the weekend approached, he, he started dropping more like specific requests, like, oh, can you wear something nice? Like, make sure you wear, like, dress up a little bit. And then, you know, kind of a little bit later, he's like, oh, also, like, if they're not super talkative, don't get, you know, don't be nervous. Like, it's just, it might be a cultural thing. Um, But then also, like, try not to say anything, like, in this realm or in this topic. So I don't, I think he wasn't, you know, trying to, um, I think he was just trying to make me feel prepared and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I think when I was going into someone else's home like that, and, you know, it's like, and they're like of a different culture and everything. I was just like, shit, I better not fuck something up and like accidentally insult someone. <laughs> um, and it ended, up, it ended up going okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. And his parents were both very, very sweet and very nice. But yeah, I think that was the most nervous I've been. Um, how about you, Helen? Oh, I can just imagine Janet like, oh, I can't say anything. <laughs> I don't like mess up. <laughs> just smile and nod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely happened to me before, too, where it's like, 
you, there's some things you can't do. I'm like, but that's not in my nature to not yeah. do those things. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for me, I've generally always gotten along with my SO's friends and family members. I think the one time I ever felt uncomfortable was meeting one of my exes, their cousins, mostly their cousins who were a bit older, had kids mm. and everything already. And when I met them, they were immediately joking with me as if I had known them for a long time. Like it was borderline bullying. <laughs> oh, and, damn. Yeah. And I try to think of a few examples, but honestly, I can't really remember too much of it. I guess one would be at, like, and maybe I make this, made this up, but it would be an example. Like we used to play volleyball all the time. His whole family played and we would play in um, my boyfriend, then his backyard. And one of the cousins might make a comment like, I don't want Helen on my team. She keeps serving out or like something like that. You know, mm. it's like a sensitive thing too. Cause you lo- I love volleyball so much that if they out you like that, then it's like, Oh, dang, mm. hurts a little bit. Pierces, it pierces, it stings yeah. a little bit. Um, but then, after a few more interactions with them, I realized that that's just how they were as a family. They pick on each other. And one of the cousins at one point pulled me aside and said, I hope you know the only reason we mess with you as much as we do is because we like you. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. And after that, I I did feel more comfortable. And once I was able to dish it back, then it felt Mm. very much like I was a part of the family. And Mm. honestly, like loved his family so much. They're hilarious. They just pick on each other all the time and it, that's just how they are um, and I wasn't expecting that for a first time interaction so it was Ooh. yeah it was it was very uncomfortable at first but it turned into a great you know dynamic later on oh well yeah. I actually didn't think that would be an interaction you might like face like the cousins who are kind of more like very comfortable with mm-hmm. that type of like banter I think it depends because the first time you'd be like uh like, yeah because like kind I, of I am the like, type oh, of shit. person that can definitely you know dish it back and but then for the first meeting I think I'm always very much like buttoned up and like yeah, oh yeah. hello <laughs> like very I'm like, I'm, about I'm, to, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bow to all of you like I'm like very like just coy um, but after a while I was like oh okay you want to play like that let's go <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's cool though uh, that sounds like, a, like such a fun family yeah yeah they had a good family yeah. how about how about for you Mel. Most nerve-wracking experience Ooh. that you've had meeting an SO's friends or family members. I will say that I haven't met that many of my SO's family since, you know, it's been a while. Um, but the last occurrence I can remember feeling nervous is when I met my current partner's older sister. Mm. And at this point, our relationship, we were only dating for around three months and we were long distance. So a lot of our activities are packed into one trip. And anyways, his sister is this really, like, amazing writer for a television series. And it was premiering that weekend or something. And he was in town. He was, like, um, his sister invited him to the premiere. And he's, like, oh, I want to bring you. And I was, like, what? And a lot of things were, like, racing through my mind when you told me. I was, like, first of all, this is her night. And I don't want to feel like I'm overstepping by being invited. Because you know what invites. For us, we're, like, this is sometimes it's very limited, whatever. And, like, should he just go by himself since getting an extra ticket might be burdensome, but he really wanted me to go. And then also, holy crap, I'm going to be meeting his older sister. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but, like, I feel like meeting the older siblings are always a bit more nerve-wracking than meeting, like, the younger sibling. Because mm-hmm. they're a little bit more, like, like the like a second parent figure, you right, know? Right, right. And then, for me, I was like, oh, it's only three months. This is kind of soon. Like, there's just a lot of things I was thinking through. Um, and also, since I haven't met any family members in a very long time, I was a little like very nervous 
But I was talking to him about it, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm meeting your family. I'm freaking out. He was like, dude, it's like my sister. Like, I think for his family, since, like, they have a lot of cousins. Maybe, actually, you guys both have a lot of cousins, too. Mm-hmm. But for him, he was like, cousins and sisters are not as, like, a big deal as, like, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, for yeah. me, I'm like, I don't have that kind of dynamic. So I was like, family gets lumped up together for me. So I don't right. know. Um, so knowing that this is her celebratory night. I remember I went to get flowers for her. I was like, I got to make it first. Good. I think of even the bachelor, they always bring a bouquet of flowers to meet the family, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, I remember I was in the Uber ride and I was like, oh my God, I'm like sweating bullets. Like I'm like, I was so nervous. Um, but honestly, she tried to be like one of the sweetest, so nice, easygoing person and just very comfortable to be around. And I knew I made a quote unquote decent impression when she literally added me on Instagram the next day. And just felt like, she, and maybe for me, I'm like, she wanted to like get to know me more and like see my life. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And she was like, oh, I heard about ABG. And I was like, oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, it was funny because even throughout the night, I remember I was talking to him and her wife was like, oh, yeah, we had to get a plus one, a plus one ticket for, for him. And he was like, oh, really? I was like, bro, it's an event. Of course he has to get a, you know how important this event is? But I think he didn't really make that connection. But mm-hmm. overall... It was good. I really like her still, and I we like grab dinner sometimes. So that was my most most nerve wracking, but maybe because it's the most recent that I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I think that's so sweet that you were so nervous and that you brought her flowers too. I'm sure she loved that. It's very extra considerate. I try. Okay, so now let's flip it a little bit. Thinking back about significant others that you have introduced to your parents, which of them, which of your past significant others, or your current did your parents seem to like a lot? And why do you think they like them a lot? So I've only introduced my parents to two guys, which is Philip, my current husband, and my previous boyfriend. That was immediately before him. Because anytime before that, my parents didn't know about them because I was not supposed to be dating back then. So <laughs> they've only met two. But they liked my ex and they they liked Philip a lot. My ex was a really sweet guy and they could see that in him just in mm-hmm. how he took care of me. And with Philip, they made a comment this past year just noticing how much effort he puts into taking care of me and and taking care of our baby. Like, it feels like an equal relationship that we have. And to them, maybe for their generation, that is a surprising Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were very happy to see that that was the case. I don't think a lot of, like, Asian parents will share these feelings. So Mm -hmm. when they had, like, mentioned to me, it was like, oh, yeah, Philip does a lot. Like, I really like him because he does he does a lot and he's taking care of you and he's he's busy but he's like very present with the baby and stuff like that so Mm. for for them to see that and to see that he supported me was really big for me too um and i think for them you know it's just having someone that has a good heart and someone that will show through action that they care for you is major for my parents because they want to make sure that their daughter is being taken care of so I think yeah. yeah, those are those are the reasons why they've liked my ex and and Philip. Yeah, they take care. Those of are me. good reasons. Yeah, yeah, that's really sweet. Um, so my mom only my parents have only met two of the guys I've dated. Both of them are exes, so we haven't reached that point yet in my current relationship. But I will say, um, my mom initially really liked my ex because he could speak Mandarin. And I think that's just, like, a lot of – I think a lot of cultures can relate to this where it's, like, if it's the same language, it's easier if there's, like – um like, for example, my stepdad doesn't speak 
English. And so to communicate with someone in Mandarin was really easy for him. Um, but one thing I learned, just because a guy communicates to your family doesn't mean he's the best fit for you because mm. – after we broke up and I shared with her, she was really confused why we broke up. And I shared with him why we broke up. She was like, oh, yeah, I don't longer like him. Or I don't think this mm-hmm. is good. Um, but one trend I think I'm noticing that my parents like is I don't think my mom really liked my first. Oh, she, it's not that she didn't like my first ex. Is that my first ex is more on the – he didn't – granted, we're in high school. I feel like you don't know how to communicate with parents until when you're much older. But – they like it when you make an effort to have conversation with them because it shows just the effort put in. So my ex-boyfriend just, it was more like, hi, and then go to the room and then hang out with just mm-hmm. versus I think nowadays, I feel like my parents look for someone that not only could take care of me, but could like be a part of the family and interact. So I think it's something I note now with like, I'm telling my, my current one, I was like, Mm-mm. but um, <laughs> I will say when you, when you mentioned the whole hi and then go to your room, I feel like that's a very high school thing. Right. For everyone to. I'm pretty sure I did that too. I'm yeah. pretty sure like my ex did that. I did, like, I did it too. Yeah. It was like, I have nothing to talk to you about. <laughs> and I was like, hi, I'm 17. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Maybe it's just like a young thing. I feel nowadays it's just so different when you're into your, like you're in your adult life. And yeah, like, for sure. Your families are more mingled into your life. So mm-hmm. it's just different. But yeah. Yeah. How about you, Jay? Um, so my parents have really only met one guy that I dated for a long time. So meaning they repeatedly met him. And two people they met like one time. Um, or like maybe, yeah, one one time and then the other is like also not not very many times. So I didn't really get, I don't know that I've had a good opportunity for them to like, you know, tell like show that they really liked anything or specific qualities. But I do know that um, my college boyfriend my mom when I brought him home for dinner really liked um that he was artistic and creative and she really liked his style so those those are not necessarily like character personality things but I think those are just like ways to automatically get on her good side (laughs) Mm. she um she really enjoyed that but I will say that for the most part my adult life my parents are very they try to be like they try to not influence my perspective I think because Mm. um anyone that I think they want me to make my own decision about who I'm going to end up with and they maybe don't want their opinion of that person to like sway me. Um, And I will say especially this last time that I brought my current boyfriend home and I introduced um, and we had like lunch together. I asked my dad like what did he think and he's and he was like oh he's a really nice guy and then he kind of stopped and I was like kind of like you know waiting for more and he's like yeah you know I can tell that like he's like soft but not like um he's soft but he's still very social and he will make an effort and he i don't know if these are the right words but he's like you his character matches you very well or his personality mm-hmm. um and I so agree. yeah yeah so he kind of made those observations but generally my parents are very like look if it's like helen to your point if you treat my daughter well and if you make her happy then we'll be happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What tips do you have for someone who is meeting their SO's friends for the first time? The main thing I would say is, again, to make an effort and show that you're interested in getting to know them. Um, I think one thing I'm 
trying to place more importance on is that if this is your significant other's like really good friends, you're going to be spending a lot of potential time together in the future. So might as well start building that relationship with them now. You know, I think as friends, we also notice when our plus one, when their plus ones do this and we really appreciate that. So I don't know, I think nowadays, since maybe when we're different, we're like in our adult life now, I used to always joke around with Helen's like, you better like our plus ones because we're going to go on, we're going to be going on family vacations together and you better like this man. <laughs> and my, cause we're going to be in each other's lives forever. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important that you really make a strong effort with your, with your SO's friends or, and vice versa. Yeah. I think that's a, that is very much what was like top of mind for me too, is just like, you should make an effort and try to engage. But I would say kind of like following up on that is make sure to be yourself. And that sounds like so typical and canned, but the truth is like if you are going to try to put on an extra good impression, you can't keep mm. the act up forever, right? If to your point, these are people that you're going to hang out with a lot and be around a lot, yeah. be genuinely yourself, you know? So yeah, that would be my tip. How about you, Helen? I'd say brush your teeth. <laughs> That's true, true. Chew some gum and then spit it out ahead of time. Mm, yes. Um, bring the Pepsid if you need it. Uh, I would say know your SO's friends' names if you can ahead of time so that you don't forget mm. them. Because I think it does go a long way when you can refer to someone by their first name. I do a terrible job of that. And so that's why I think I, I am acknowledging this one because sometimes I wish I knew people's names so that I wouldn't just... I could say their first names because I feel like that really does add a... Um, a more, what do you call it? I personalized. Yes, thank you. A more personalized way of talking to them. Um, but also try to find something in common with them. Have some mm-hmm. questions preloaded mm-hmm. in your brain, even if it's as simple as, what city did you grow up in? What do you do for fun? Like, just have some questions ready so that if it is ever silent, then you have something ready to say. I have a random question for you, Helen, because I think this question does relate. As our really good friend, and you have met both our significant others, did they do these things or like did you feel like they performed well? <laughs> they they both definitely performed well and I would tell you if they didn't. Both times I met Mel and Janet's current boo thing boyfriends. <laughs> was, Feels weird to say, right? Yeah, it does. Um, was in my side yard. So it's the same circumstance and it was one where like if you come over for a side yard conversation, it's gonna be five hours long. Just yeah. Like that. <laughs> There's a fireplace, there's some like water flowing in the back, mm. stars in the sky. It's it's a very nice setting, but it's not one that you're leaving in one hour. <laughs> so True. I think the fact that they both, they didn't even survive. Mm. I feel like they like thrived. It just felt very natural in that environment. And if you can do that for five hours, I think that just means that it is a good mm. first meeting for mm. sure. And for both of your guys, it was, it was, that was the case. So they passed the side yard test test <laughs> very nice very nice yeah i feel like the side yard test is always like okay now time for a group date with everyone pretty much right yeah, yeah. yeah. it's actually a pretty intense first meeting i would agree and i would agree it is that's true but i feel like we're pretty friendly and we may it's just it's an intimidating setup but i think the actual interaction we mm. try to be extra like you know yeah like if we went to a bar at least you could hide a little bit or right, you right. know that's go true. to the bathroom and sneak away but here you're just sitting there the whole time <laughs> staring that's at true. my lit up face from the fire <laughs> like, but we we i think i always enjoy it though so i feel i will let my so know i he already knows i was like they liked you i think yeah because <laughs> because they always ask like well how did i do you know they always uh, ask how did, yeah, I, did yeah. your friends like me 
Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. All right, ladies, what are some tips you have for someone meeting their SO's family for the first time? Mm, okay. Um, well, since this just happened very recently, I will share with you what my significant other um, did when meeting my parents for the first time. He made sure that he purchased a box of Korean pears and a <laughs> bottle of wine. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's what everyone has to do. I just I thought that that was a nice touch. Like um, most people might know for Asian culture, gifting fruit is a very common um, sign of gratitude and and especially when you're visiting someone's home. Um, if it's not fruit, maybe it's like a box of chocolates or pastries. I think it's always nice to bring a little bit of something mm-hmm. if you're going to someone's home. Um, versus if you're like, say, meeting them for lunch out somewhere, I think it's still nice to bring a gift. Uh, maybe you don't have to bring a bottle of wine and fruit. Maybe it's just, I don't know, something else. Mm. But yeah, a, a little a little gift is nice. I completely agree. That's what I also had in mind for the answer to this question. It's when I first visited Philip's parents in the Bay Area for the first time, it was imperative that we get off the plane, go straight to a grocery store, and I also brought Asian pears and oh. other fruits and <laughs> snacks. So I asked Philip, you know, what snacks do your parents like? Let's grab those. And then we had to get the fruit. And Asian pears are on the more expensive end relative mm-hmm. to other fruits. So it's a nice it's a nice gesture. Or he can bring like golden kiwis or something, right? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. But my for for my family, Philip brought my dad a bottle of Hennessy, and he loved it. So, you know, you just got to yep. figure out, you know, sometimes fruit's not the right thing. Maybe it's alcohol. <laughs> you got to figure out, like, what the parents <laughs> like um, and then try and bring that to them. I think that always goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you both because I was thinking through this. Um, when you went to their, like, because, okay, is it okay to bring, like, for example, the pears? Like, is it weird to put in the plastic, like, the, pl- the grocery bag to them? Or do you rather, like, in a box? Like, is there, does it matter? I think I don't think it matters, but it, it looks better when you bring the box. It's like I've yeah, brought right. a whole box. Yeah, for yeah, you. Because yeah. usually the way they package it in Asian markets too is almost like it's like a gift. Like you can notice mm. that the pears are usually packaged in in like a box or something like that. That's more like decorated than the other fruits that are just like piled on top of each other. Yeah. I'm getting ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but my tips are again are kind of to echo Helen Janet. As I just don't show up empty-handed. I think. Um, it's always really nice to show up with something. Again, like figuring out what they like is ideal. Uh, but yeah, always show up show with something. Um, also, maybe before the meeting, get an understanding on how their parents like to operate. I know mm-hmm. some parents are not as chatty as others and have different ways of communicating. So maybe having some knowledge would be advantageous to you. Yeah, use that word. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, again, you know, make an effort. I think show that you're friendly and that you're kind. And also, if you're going to dinner, um, I think if you're at dinner, like at a restaurant, I always like to offer to serve them first. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like a, a Chinese dinner, I think that's always really nice. And don't wear something too provocative. Even for mm-hmm. me, I wear like crop tops and stuff. Like maybe I'll wear like not a crop top, and, like <laughs> a short sleeve, you know, just something not too too you know too much well okay the last question that we have for this episode today what is the current status of you two give us a a little bit of an update have you met your SO's family yet their friends mel i know you mentioned you haven't met your boyfriend's family yet yeah so i'm definitely i met the sister and the cousins cousin but the cousins all know about me because they're really close but i have not met the parents Parents, yet okay i 
I actually just found out this past weekend that he finally told his parents that he's dating someone, <gasps> which was something we were like, he was like waiting to do because in his family, like meeting a girl or bringing someone in is like a huge deal. Like, mm. like we have to be super serious and have to be like potential wife material before he officially brings me in. And I was like, when he texted me, he's like, I'm grabbing dinner with my parents now. I'm going to tell them. And I was just like, oh, hello. Can you keep me updated? Yeah. Sure. And so I, I finally caught up with him. And he was like, my mom's happy to hear that I'm dating someone and I'm not a loner slash loser. Because <laughs> in his family, he's like one of the older ones. And kind of everyone else is like on the track of, you know, family. Mm. Um, but we both agree we'll wait a little bit longer before I meet his parents. But I also just found out his cousin's getting married in March. And the whole family is invited, including me. So I was like, well, guess I'm going to meet them in the next few months. So wow. I, have a, I have more of an update as the time progresses. Um, but I have met all his friends mostly. Like his best, he's like, he has this like set of friends he's been friends with since middle school, high school that he's like really close with. And they are so nice. And I get along with them pretty well. Maybe it's because we all grew up in the same area. Um, but they just feel really familiar. Um, but one thing I will say that I really appreciate about his friend group is that they have, like, there's two wives in the group. And they just, like, are really, like, supportive and very, just always make an effort with me. Like, always DMing mm. me, reacting to certain things. And then he told me that he was recently up in Sacramento with his best friends. And all of them were there. And that he's found... That they didn't even tell him, but he found four Lucky Cat books on their table. Oh, so like the fact they're like supporting like me and like us, like just like through these small moments, I thought was like really kind and like it's like their way of embracing me in. So I thought that was really nice. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my status. <laughs> Jay, do you, Jay, do you have anything to add to your status? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have met a couple of set of friends. And uh, I would say, like, his main people that are in L.A., I've uh, met both in, like, intimate small dinner settings and also um, in large, like, group, um, like, big Korean barbecue gathering type settings. Um, And I've also met some of his really close friends, like, them and their wives and their kids. Um, And since we're in the Bay Area, I've met some of them as well. And I actually recently just um, met one of his really close coworkers and his wife. We had dinner with them. Um, So it's been, I feel like I have a pretty good sense of like his people, but I have Mm -hmm. not met his family yet. However, um, I am going to be meeting them over Thanksgiving. So he is from Chicago and he is flying back um, over the holidays for Thanksgiving to, to spend some time with his family. And I'm flying in a little bit later, so they'll get some solo time together um, to catch up. And then I come in the day of Thanksgiving and I will meet his parents, his older sister, uh, older sibling comment by Mel. I very much agree. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Um, and also two sets of cousins and their families. Um, so initially that first meeting will be with like a lot of people and it'll be, you know, one day with dinner. Um, and then we are actually going to be staying not at his parents' place, but then, um, we're going to be staying in Chicago for like a week and then we'll come back because his sister's birthday is a couple days out. And then I'll be spending a couple of nights at his parents' place. So I'm going to get to know them real well, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty nervous to that, to be honest. Like I, like I said, I haven't been in a relationship relationship in a very long time so i have not met someone's parents in a really long time um yeah <laughs> i'm excited for you i think that's gonna be oof 
That's like, I feel like you're so close already to, you know. To that next step. To that next step. To the, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, my finger's a little bare next oh, step. Oh, man. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like this is going to be a huge step yes. in both of your relationship. And I'm excited for that to happen. To just, yeah. It's kind of like, it's almost like checking the box. Just yeah. Check yeah. that box. I agree. I agree. Well, to echo Helen, uh, we are both very excited to hear this upcoming story of you meeting your boyfriends. So weird to say out loud still. <laughs> um, family in Chicago. I mean, spending Thanksgiving with your boyfriend's family is a huge deal and a huge step. And like, kind of like, you're kind of setting it up for future holiday, you know, family interaction. So we cannot wait to hear how that goes and are wishing you so much luck. Um, thank you so much again for everyone joining us on this special episode of ABG. And if you have any fun stories or tips to share about how you met your significant other's family or friends, please share in the comments on our latest Instagram post. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at asianbossgirl. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. But with that, we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.